Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Ride Along. That's a different title, yeah? So ride along with me. Get in, hop in. Let's get on this journey. Let's get into this message. I want to first off thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, your week, your life. Life is busy. Whether you're on your phone scrolling through your your life day in and day out, that's okay. This is the kind of life that we have. We have these wonderful instruments that God has gifted us with the talent to build and and to be able to use and articulate ourselves in them. And, And we do so much amazing stuff with these cell phones and tablets and computers these days. What a joy it is to truly enjoy them. Games and and the ways that we can communicate with each other. Uh, the library system. <laughs> and and here we are listening to the podcast or, or however we listen to this through whatever avenue. How truly amazing that is. You know, and it's because of God. I'll, I'll give a link and, and as we're going through this, I'll give some links and I'll ask some questions. I'll go over this in a second. But I just pray that you just follow along with me and and, uh, you know, this isn't a class. You aren't obligated to do anything. But this is a message that I pray that pierces our hearts and opens our eyes, uh, you know, so that we can see, so that we can see the things that God needs us to see, so that we can hear the things that God wants us to hear, open our ears. You know, so many times I've said it in message after message about this burning bush, and we know this to be a biblical story of Moses seeing the the burning bush. Maybe a lot of us have been seeing burning bushes our whole Christian walk or this new, uh, you know, spirit of the Lord just hovering and moving and, 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 and anointing our lives. I believe that uh, God has been speaking to us and we really haven't seen these burning bushes, these God has been speaking to us in so many different ways and we're so clouded by uh, things in busy life. Some of us aren't into so much of a, a shamble of, of everything falling apart. Some of us, we just tune in and tune out and, you know, we're either here or we're not. I pray that you get plugged into this. And like I said, I'm super excited that you're here with me. Uh, join me uh, in a short little prayer as we begin. Heavenly Father, I pray that you Uh, come to us and and we just offer you a a spirit of praise, a a true spirit of praise, your spirit, Father God. We ask that your Holy Spirit mightily come upon us. If there's anything that's uh, crooked in this message, if there's any theological error here, I pray that you make it straight. If there's any error with us as individuals, as as hearers, as, as speakers, as doers of this word, Father God, as living and following Jesus. If there's any error in our path, we pray that you make it straight in Jesus' mighty name. Forgive us for whatever's going on inside of us that causes racism or, or separation of, of creeds and, and, and uh, different types of people and we go off in our own corners and get in all these cliques. Separate us from doing those kind of things and let us come together as, as one body, one mind, one people chosen by you, Help us to truly love one another and uh, stop fighting over meaningless stuff. And, and help us stop making stuff that is meaningless, that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God 
Help us to stop making it an issue. Like it's all about us. It's all about me. It's all about this. It's all about that. And help us to just focus on you and to get God focused, Lord. Forgive us for any sin, stain, or blemish that's on our life. Set us free and absolve and acquit us from anything that can be held against us in the courts of heaven. We pray that you can bring more listeners and and bring more people to to know, Father God, that you sent your only begotten Son to die on the cross for us. We praise you and thank you for that. We offer you praise. We roll all of our cares up to you. But Father God, your word says, who of you by worrying could add a single day to your life? We are worried about things and circumstances in our lives, in other people's lives, our friends' lives, our family's lives. We roll all of them cares up to you, Lord, and ask you to handle them touch those people, heal, and bring and and provide and be there for us, Lord, like the Word of God says that you will be. And your Word says if we ask anything according to your will, we pray that your will be done, Father God, on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, let everything be done. Forgive us, wash us clean, let nothing be left uh, there. Wash us clean. No stone uh, untouched or not a turn, Lord. Let nothing be hidden anywhere. Wash us clean. Absolve and acquit us in Jesus' name. Pray for our enemies and those who oppose us. Breathe into this message and open our ears. Pierce our hearts as we come along. Bless even the title, Father God, Ride Along. In Jesus' name we pray. So ride along again. So please join me in this segmented analysis and calculation of maybe, you know, maybe the way some of us are living. I'll provide a few questions throughout, but please take them, take them to heart. Take them to heart as I mention them, and uh, as I mention the said questions herein by reference, please, please ask yourself them. Ask yourself the questions honestly. I, I believe in my heart. I do, I believe in my heart that God is speaking. That God is speaking directly to us. I believe God is speaking to us. So so with that being said, let me, uh, let, uh, let this here word stand as a powerful rod slammed down into the ground like in the Lord of Rings movie where Gandalf throws the staff into the ground just and says, you shall not pass. Let this very verse be that very action throughout our churches, globally, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let it be done. As I go here, please follow along with me. God's message came to me, Son of man, preach against the prophets of Israel who are making things up out of their own heads and calling it prophesying God's message. So prophesying God's message. God's message came to me, son of man. Preach against the prophets of Israel who are making things up out of their own heads and calling it prophesying. Preach to them the real thing. Tell them, listen to God's message. God, the master, pronounces doom on the empty-headed prophets who by their own thing and, and know nothing of what's going on. Your prophets, Israel, are like the jackals 
uh, scavenging through the ruins. They haven't lifted a finger to repair the defenses of the city that have risked nothing to help Israel stand on God's day of judgment. Uh, all they do is, is fantasize uh, uh, conforming illusions and preach lying sermon. They say, uh, God says, you know, when God hasn't uh, so much as breathed in their direction, and yet they stand around thinking that something they said is going to happen. That is found in Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. And let that be a prophetic utterance to the churches globally. We have churches all over the world, all over the world, false teachings. Put a thousand dollars in the envelope and slide it down. God will answer your prayers tonight. You, you unlock this, this prophecy. You unlock this word of God to your very heart by, by putting this money in the envelope and sending it on and on and on, preacher after preacher and, and message after message. We see it all out there. Give this, give this seed, this gifting seed, and we hear all these things. Not to step on those things. Those might be God-breathed things, but there are things out there that are not God-breathed. And I believe this is the staff in the ground. That there are real prophets even today. There's going to be table-turning prophets going throughout the land, turning tables, saying, you've turned my, my temple into a den of thieves. You're robbing the people. That's not the truth. You're making that up so that you can fill your own pockets. Ride around on tall horses and big trucks and looking down at everyone else small, having Gucci shoes and nice smelling $800 cologne while everybody else is eating breadcrumbs and giving to your cause. I say woe to these people, even as myself. I would say woe. I would say woe to myself, and I rebuke myself for ever even uttering anything of that kind. Because we are mere human. All over the world we have false teachings and, and preaching in error. Even in this church. I've made mistakes. In one God church, I've made mistakes. I, I'm a human being. I'm imperfect. We make mistakes. We're all human. And that's why we need God. And that's why we need each other to be accountable. We need accountability crews. We, we just can't do this on our own. This is not a cat and mouse game where we just do everything ourselves. Or we just hit around and do that. So, so what, what, where can we stand and, and what kind of word do we need? Or, or could we, where do we start with this? How do we, how do we get on path and, and knowing, you know, this thing? And, and I believe that a good, a good point for us to start looking at, why a few points that we will come into this message and Holy Spirit speak to us. I believe the profile of a lukewarm is very uh, a vivid and in a good place to start. Would you describe yourself as a totally in love with Jesus Christ? Or do the words or, or, or you know do the words half-hearted, lukewarm and 
partially committed fit better. The, the Bible says uh, to test ourselves. So uh, I'm going to offer you, you a description of what lukewarm people look like. As, as you uh, hear these examples, I encourage you to take a, take a searching, honest look at, at who you are right now and, and, and how you are living today. Lukewarm people, I will mention as I go. Uh, attend church fairly regularly. It, it is what is expected of them, what, what they believe good uh, Christians, quote, good Christians do, uh, uh, so they go. You know, give money to charity and to, and to church as long as it doesn't impinge on their uh, standard uh, of living. If they have a little extra and it's easy and safe to give, they do so. Desire to uh, fit in both at church and outside of church. They care uh, more about what uh, people think of their actions than what God thinks of their heart. And lie. You know, maybe they don't really want to be saved from their sin. They want only to be saved from the penalty of their sin. You know, maybe they are moved by stories about people who do radical things for Christ, yet they do not act. Lukewarm people call radical what Jesus expected of all his followers. rarely uh, share faith with their neighbors, co-workers, or friends. They do not want to be rejected, nor do they want to make people uncomfortable by talking about private issues like religion. You know, they gauge their morality or their goodness by comparing themselves to the secular world. They feel satisfied that they're uh, in nowhere as horrible as the guy down the street. And, you know, some would say, Say they, they love Jesus and, is a, and, and he is a part of their lives, but only a part. They give him a section of their time, money, and thoughts, but he isn't allowed to control their lives. They, you know, they, they love God, but they uh, do not love him with all their heart, soul, and strength. Love others, but don't seek to love others as much as they love themselves. So if we truly were to go through those, and how many of these lukewarm traits resonated with how you're living in your own life? Maybe pray for God to work on softening your heart. Then choose one specific trait to work on and pray on. You know, maybe throughout this week even, you know. Because, I mean, it's like serving leftovers to a holy God. I mean, James 2.19 says, you believe there is a one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. God doesn't just want us to have a good theology. He wants us to know and love him. I mean, 1 John 2, uh, 3 and 4, uh, chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, uh, tells us that we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not, uh, does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in him. I mean, call me crazy, but I think those verses mean that the person who claims to be, to, to, you know, to know God 
but doesn't obey his commands is a liar and that the truth really isn't in him. Some Christians claim that they can, uh, that they can be Christians without necessarily becoming disciples. I wonder then why the last thing Jesus told us was to go into the world making disciples of all the nations, teaching them to obey all he commanded. I mean, you'll notice that he didn't add, but, but, if, uh, but hey, if that's too much to ask, uh, just tell them to become Christians. <laughs> you know, hey, if it's too much to ask, just tell them to become Christians. You know, the, the people who get into heaven... Uh, without having to commit uh, to anything. <laughs> and now, uh, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be true believers. I, 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 now, I do not want true believers to doubt their salvation as they, uh, you know, as they come into this uh, and hear this message, you know, as they read into this, you know, and as they read this book wonderful map of our life and in the midst of our failed attempts at loving Jesus his grace covers us each of us has lukewarm elements and, and practices in our lives therein lies the senseless extravagant grace of it the extravagant grace of it all the scriptures uh, demonstrate clearly that there uh, is room for our failure and sin in our pursuit of God. Yeah. Yeah. In our pursuit of God. His mercies are, are new every morning. Lamentations uh, 3. His grace is sufficient. You know, 2 Corinthians uh, 12, 9. I'm not saying that when you mess up, it means that uh, we're never really a genuine Christian in the first place. If that were true, no one would follow Christ. Do you see the fruits of uh, Christianity in your own life? A love of Christ following His commands? If you're feeling brave, ask someone who, who knows you well whether or not the, your actions reflect Christ and, and commands He gave. Ask someone. <clears throat> you know, because... We could say, you know, you, you know, you, you could have you could have my best life later, or, or your best life will be later, or your best life later. But by knowing you've probably realized that you have a distinct choice to make. Uh, let's uh, just let just let the life happen, which uh, which is tantamount to serving, you know, God. It's tantamount to serving God your leftovers. Or actively, you know, you know, or actively run towards Christ. Run towards Christ. Do you recognize the foolishness of seeking the fulfillment outside of Him? Do you understand that uh, it's impossible to please God in any way other than wholeheartedly surrender? Do you grasp the beauty and the deep joy of walking in a genuine intimacy with God, our holy Father and friend? Do you want to see God more than you desire security? Maybe you answered yes to these questions, but still wonder 
what that equates to, what the alternatives are to floating downstream. To this, I pose one example. How would your life change if you actually thought of each person you came into contact uh, with as Christ? Each person that you came in contact with as Christ. The person driving painfully slow in front of you. The checker at the grocery store. Yeah. The, the unfriendly person that bumps into you. The, the, you know, like the, the checker at the grocery store who seems interested in chatting, then ringing up your items. You know, the, the member of the family with uh, whom you can't seem to have a conversation at, and, and not get annoyed, you know. In Matthew 25, Jesus blesses some people uh, for what they have done. Confused, they ask, Lord, when did we see you, you know, hungry and, and, you know, when did we see you hungry and, and feed you or, or thirsty and give you, you know, something to drink? When did we see you uh, a stranger and, 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 and invite you in or, or needing clothes on you? When did we uh, see you sick or in prison and, and go to visit you? His answer is staggering. The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Jesus is saying that we uh, will show tangible love for God and how we care for the poor and those who are suffering. He expects us to treat the poor and, and the desperate as, they, as if they were uh, Christ himself. And, and so here, here we come with these uh, you know, questions that don't mildly sit they won't mildly sit with us. Do you treat people you interact with on a daily basis as though they were Christ? Do, do you look out for the, the least of these to your own uh, detriment? You know, how can, how can you begin to rewire your heart and brain in order to see the opportunities to share Christ's love? We should know clearly now that God works in very different quite mysterious, wondrous, valiant, uncanny. We don't know what God is doing sometimes. And we don't know when God is doing something sometimes. But we know the who. Or, or at least we, we must, you know, head in the direction of, of getting to know Him better each day. Each step, day by day, small win. One day, small win. Two days, small win. Day by day, each day, each step. Day by day, a small win. Week by week, it gets bigger. Things are getting bigger. Month by month, it's getting bigger. Year by year, it's getting bigger. Now we're living. And so forth. <clears throat> and so forth. We go stepping into places where God is the only way. None other. God is the only way. Not half-hearted, but truly being followers of Jesus. The questions when we can become to truly, honestly, let them be abrasive. Some of them, man, they're, they're, they're awful serious questions. 
it, it actually shook some of us. I mean, we really thought we were somewhere and now we have a little bit of work to do. And that's what it's all about. That's what being a Christian is all about. This is our accountability crew. We got some work to do, guys. We need to get plugged into the Word of God. We need to get on our knees and be praying for each other. Please pray for me as I pray for you. Get other people involved in these messages and, and create messages and, and do the painting, write the book, sing the songs, do the things, start that class, start the Bible study. Get plugged into the Word of God. This is the way to ride along. Pick up some hitchhikers, get some people to ride along, make a big hayride out of it. Let's get into it. Let's not turn church into a circus, but let's have church. Yeah. Let's not turn church into a circus, but let's have church. Father God, we praise your, your holy name, Father God. We praise you and thank you for life. We thank you for this message. We thank you for this time that we've had together. Father God, if we could say anything, we could say to each other right now, face to face, face in a big circle globally, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. Father God, truly from the heart, being repentant to each other and repentant to a holy and awesome God, Father God, Lord, we are sorry, please forgive us. Father God, thank you. We love you, Lord. Lord, we love you, we're sorry. Please forgive us. And we forgive ourselves. We just praise you and thank you. So from Hawaii, I'm in Maui, Hawaii, we pray that uh, you, you can carry that on through your life. There's, there's people that take courses for $3,000 just to learn the whole ponopono, which is a, a forgiving each other. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And yet... God, we're asking, we're asking God, we're not, we're not trying to think about it, we don't have to make anything up, we just need to be repentant, we need to say those things. See, the thing is, is that those words could be so simple and we can step over each other, but so is when we say something stupid. We can say, oh, that's right, or, or this, this is going to not be good at all, and then it, it actually gets worse than not good at all, yeah? And so I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I mean, you don't even actually have to even think about it, but say the words. And just like you don't have to think about it, and sometimes we just say things, and things happen. Our words are more powerful than we think. God is for us. He is not against us. But we are against ourselves, and we got to be careful what we say. So may you walk into this dark world, carrying the light of the gospel, forevermore.